Before I get to my next guest, Jim McLean, I want to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment, maybe a new driver? I'll tell you what, let me reset your thinking because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented square toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour, an average of 9 yards of distance. Independent tests prove it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to squares.com. That's S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com and get Squares 30-day money-back guarantee. Use promo code DISTANCE for $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. And folks, I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't experience it for myself. I've never felt more stable in my golf swing, which allows me to swing faster and launch it further. Squares, the distance golf shoe. I also want to give a shout out to another new sponsor, Bionic Gloves. Do what you do better with Bionic Gloves. Whether you're looking to own the golf greens, improve your workouts, or get your hands dirty in the garden, Bionic Gloves has you covered. Designed with a hand specialist, Bionic Gloves feature patented innovations that help improve your grip. The strategically placed anatomical relief pads also prevent calluses and blisters while the web and motion zones allow for greater dexterity and flexibility. Head over to BionicLoves.com to find the perfect glove to up your game. And I want to remind you about our friends over at Zexio. Back in 2001, Zexio Strixon began making clubs for men and women, and they've improved on those clubs every year since. I was fit for a set of Zexio 10 irons by a great fitter on their staff. He got me dialed in, and they feel and perform fantastically. They are light. I have picked up nearly 5 miles per hour in swing speed, and they're deadly accurate. Every part of Zexio clubs are made exclusively for Zexio. Like I say, everything is light and balanced. Swing weights are made to give us the highest smash factors. The best part of getting fit for Zexio clubs is hitting it higher and straighter than ever before, changing your game. Zexio clubs are a Golf Digest Hot List Gold winner for 2021. Congratulations to Zexio Ambassador N.B. Park for her five-stroke victory earlier this year at the Kia Classic. It was her 21st victory, and she did it using Zexio 11 Woods and X Irons. Ernie Ells and top instructor Martin Hall are Zexio Ambassadors as well. See why and how Zexio can help improve your game. Go online to ZexioUSA.com. That's X-X-I-O-U-S-A.com and pick which set is right for you. Okay, now next on the tee with me is one of the top instructors in the history of the game, and that's Jim McLean. Jim is from Seattle, Washington, and won the Washington Junior Championship twice. He won the Pacific Northwest Amateur three times, and the Seattle Amateur and the Four States Amateur in Texarkana, Texas. Played his college golf at the University of Houston from 1969 to 1973, where he teamed with legends like Bruce Litsky, Bobby Watkins, Bill Rogers, Tom Jenkins, and John Mahaffey, and helped the Cougars win the 1970 National Championship at the Ohio Golf Club in Columbus, Ohio. Their team finished second in 1971, 72, and 73. His 41 career season rounds still has him ranked tied for 10th all-time at Houston. He finished fourth in the 1971 U.S. Amateur Championship. He was named an All-American in 1972 and he graduated with his degree in economics. Jim is one of the few players to qualify for the U.S. Juniors, the U.S. Amateur four times, 
U.S. Open twice and the U.S. Senior Open. Jim played in the 1972 Masters as an amateur and made the cut, finishing tied for 43rd. He won the Northwest Open and is a three-time winner of the Pacific Northwest Amateur. Jim won the Pacific Coast Amateur Championship at the Olympic Club in San Francisco. As an instructor, he's won just about every award there is to win. He's been inducted into four Hall of Fames, including the World Golf Teachers Hall of Fame. His students include dozens and dozens of great players, including three that are very near and dear to my heart and a big part of this show, and Gary Player, Jane Geddes, and Hal Sutton. His instructional schools have certified over 400 teachers, and I'm honored to have him with me tonight here on Next on the T. Hi, Jim. Thanks for coming on the show. Hello. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Jim, I want to start by learning how you first got interested in playing golf, and when did you first pick up a club, and who put it in your hands? I grew up in Seattle. Uh, my dad was a really good player. He was an engineer for Boeing Aircraft. Um, yeah, so I lived real close to, the, uh, to a golf course right across the street, and uh, he was right. You know, was right there. My mom and dad both played. So, Jim, how does the kid growing up and winning multiple junior golf championships? you know, in Seattle, in and around Seattle in the state of Washington, end up playing his college golf at the University of Houston. Well, actually, Coach Dave Williams, who um, was was our coach, who, who won 17 NCAs in Houston, I, I, uh, I think it's still a record. Um, he, he recruited pretty good out in the in the Northwest. You know, right after, uh, well, not right after me, but not too long after me, he recruited uh, Freddie Couples. Uh, there was a lot of other really good players that he got from the Northwest. So he kind of, uh, well, he was a great recruiter. He recruited across the United States, which uh, most coaches weren't doing at that time. And Jim, like I mentioned in your intro, uh, your Cougars teams had several great players that would go on to you know, become some of the best in the world, including yourself. But talk about teaming with Litsky and Watkins, Rogers, Jenkins, Mahaffey. What was it like playing with those guys? Yeah, well, you know, we had 40 guys live the, uh, at the athletic dorm in Houston and, uh, it was very competitive. There were some really top players that didn't really get to play too much or any. But, uh, yeah, I lived with, uh, Bill Rogers and Plitsky and John Mahaffey. Mahaffey won the PGA. Uh, Bill Rogers won the British Open. Fuzzy Zeller was school with us too. He won the Masters and the U.S. Open and Bruce Litsky won the United States senior open and had a great career on the PGA Tour. He won 14 times out there. So, you know, I was uh, really around really great players that I uh, played with every day and they remain my really good friends forever. Um, Bruce Litsky passed away a couple years ago with a uh, brain cancer, terrible thing, but uh, yeah, we've got, we have some great guys there that I'm still really good friends with. And did you get to be a part of any of those majors? You you mentioned, you know, Mahaffey and the 78 PGA and, and Bill Rogers with the 81 Open Championship and uh, obviously Bruce with the, the U.S. Senior Open that you mentioned. Did you get to be a part of those with those guys? Well, um, not really. I, uh, Bill Rogers came to our house the night after he won the British Open. He flew back to New York. I was in New York for 19 years as a, a club professional. Um and, you know, we had a great night there. I also, with, when Tom Kite won the U.S. Open, I had dinner just with uh, Ben Crenshaw and Tom uh, right after he won. So that's sort of, you know, I've been at, the, I was with um, Keegan Bradley when he won the, at Atlanta for the PGA. 
but no, you know, I wasn't playing in the tournament. Uh, just, uh, those were special nights. So, uh, especially with Phil Rogers, that's right after he won. And I, I'd work, been working with Tom Kite all the year that he won the uh, U.S. Open. So a really neat night because I played with Crenshaw and Kite, my whole, you know, all my junior and amateur golf. I had Mark Kalkovecchia on a little earlier tonight, Jim, and we were talking about, uh, you know, Phil drinking the $450 bottle of wine from the Wanamaker <laughs> Trophy. We talked about Mark drinking the Dom Perignon from the, from the Claret Jug. I got to imagine when Bill came back with the Claret Jug, you might have had uh, a drink or two from it. Um, what was that like? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Bill didn't have it with him uh, when he came back. Uh, you know, we had dinner that night, but he didn't, he didn't have it with him. And, uh, when Kai came to New York, he, he went at Pebble Beach and he flew back, uh, on Monday and we had dinner Monday night in New York. Uh, and he also didn't have the, uh, U.S. Open, uh, trophy. So no, we didn't get, I, no, I didn't get drinks. I, I, I've lifted those trophies. I lifted the one with, uh, Keegan Bradley up in Jupiter after he won, but, uh, no, didn't really do the, uh, Don Perignon myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jim, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, as I was doing research on you later on in your career, some of your college teammates in Watkins and Mahaffey is what I saw most frequently actually became students of yours, right? Didn't you end up helping them uh, throughout their careers? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, back in in those days, we we helped each other, you know. So I wouldn't, you know, yeah, I would videotape their swing, look at their swings, talk to them about things. Bill Rogers was pretty much self-taught. Um, yeah, I, I worked with Mahaffey though quite a bit on the short game. Bobby Watkins is a huge practicer. Yeah, he came down I, when I was I was at Doral for 27 years, uh, Doral Resort. We had the tour event there for 26 of the years that I was there. And um, yeah, Lan uh, Bobby just uh, I knew Lanny real. I played a lot with Lanny, but Bobby was at school with me at Houston, and then what he would come down and he would hit balls like. Uh, B.J. Singh or, you know, Ben Hogan, or, you know, the greatest practices of all time. And he, he would uh, smoke cigarettes and drink Pepsis, and he'd have about 400 uh, butts out on the uh, range and, and 25 <laughs> Pepsis by the end of the day and a huge amount of grass he'd taken out of the range. But, yeah, I would obviously go over and talk to him, and he was very interested in, in uh, you know, learning about stuff. But it was mostly just adjustments and not, I wouldn't say any kind of major overhauls for any of those guys. And you work with so many legends of the game. And like I mentioned in your intro, three are very near and dear to my heart because they've been wonderful guests on this show over the years. And that's Gary Player, Hal Sutton, and Jane Geddes. Talk about yeah. working with those three. Well, you know, uh, Gary played in, a, I have this senior tour event at, at uh, Sleepy Hollow in New York. And he loved coming down. I had saw this uh, Hogan video. So he just absolutely ate that up and he would come down to my uh, golf center. We call it the super station, the first one really there. And, uh, yeah, he would, he just sit for hours and would go over the video and talk about what he was doing in the swing. I worked quite a bit with Hal Sutton. Uh, I, one of the best things I did with Hal is we flew down to Houston, uh, to see Jackie Burke and they developed a very good friendship. Uh, they're still great friends to this day. And, uh, uh, Jackie helped him quite a bit with his short game and, and his mental game. Jackie, uh, Burke, you know, is a Masters champion and a PGA champion and just a tremendous 
mentor in my life, just one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. But uh, yeah, I, I played played quite a bit with Hal too. And Jim, you taught Christy Kerr, who was ranked number one in the world back in 2010, Lexi Thompson, who very nearly just won the U.S. Open, and Eric Compton, who's a two-time heart transplant survivor and finished second at the 2014 U.S. Open. You taught them all as junior players. Talk about your experience with them. Yeah, well, you know, you get lucky sometimes where some really dedicated young juniors with a lot of talent grew up near you, and I was fortunate to first with Christy, she she became the number one junior and the number one amateur in the United States at the same time when she was 17. And Lexi did it when she was 14. She was the number one junior and the number one amateur and, and made the Curtis Cup team when she was 14. Um, just just uh, both of them just phenomenal uh, talented players who really worked hard. And then of all, you know, some of the greatest people ever in my, my life would be Eric Compton who started with the, when he was 12 years old, my golf school, but he just had his first heart transplant. They didn't really think he'd play any sports. And, and then he became the number one ranked junior in the United States and, and played at Georgia. And, um, then he had another heart transplant and came back from there and uh, was runner up in the United States Open. So he's had some nice starts on the PGA Tour. He's won on the Corn Ferry Tour, won in Europe. I mean, he didn't have a monster, um, PGA Tour career, but he takes a lot of medication every day. He has a lot of things that he has to overcome. There's been really nobody that's had that kind of, uh, those kind of transplants that have, has gone on to play sports in anywhere. And, uh, he's just an amazing guy. He goes to a lot of hospitals. He helps a lot of people in the transplant world and, you know, visits hospitals. He's just a phenomenal person. No, I just love the guy. Jim, more recently on the PGA Tour, you've worked with 2011 PGA champion Keegan Bradley, which you mentioned a little bit ago, 2019 U.S. Open champion Gary Woodland, plus Russell Henley and Bo Hogue. Talk about the work you're doing with them. Well, what's really fun with uh, Bo has been a really good player at Ohio State. I was playing um, the Canadian Tour and then the Hooters Tour down here, the mini tour in Florida. And, uh, you know, he kind of come to a dead end he felt like and we started about four years ago working on his game and he got he, he ended up uh, making it to the web doc and then he became the corn Ferry tour and he uh, ended up winning a corn Ferry tour and getting on the pga tour and last year he made the top 125 and this year he had just had a nice tournament at Muirfield. he finished 13th last week so there's you know those have been fun ones for me because you know, somebody that needed some help, I felt like that, uh, I really could kind of push them and get them over the edge to get onto the PGA tour. Which I, I think the same thing with Keegan. We came out of college out of New York, St. John's, not exactly a powerhouse golf school, but you know, I, those guys were really hungry for information and knowledge and ideas on the short game, pitching the, the ball. Um, yeah, um, Bo had a lot of face rotation going through uh, the golf ball. We worked a lot on some left side drills and uh, swinging the club more back to the inside better. And he used to have a big drop to the inside uh, on his downswing to put him too far under the plane. So those are really things to work on. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Keegan, we did quite a bit of work too. 
when he came to me, he said he wanted to play the PGA tour and, uh, he said, I wanted, I need to change my swing. So I just made some pretty big changes and, uh, amazingly it worked. So it's great that, you know, seeing him go on to be a Ryder cup player, a president's cup team member and a major champion. Jim, you've written several books, uh, including the X factor swing. Talk about what the X factor is and how it can help us gain distance and accuracy off the tee. Yeah, well, I, you know, I wrote that book. I, I first wrote a, a, a cover piece article became for Golf Magazine, and then I ended up writing. It was the number one all-time cover that they had, and then I did two more covers, and then it, then it became kind of a big topic. I was doing a lot of speaking at, the, at that time in, in Europe and. Australia, New Zealand, Japan, and a lot of places. And that was topic number one that people wanted to discuss. And what it was was looking at the rotations of how the, the knees turned, how the hips turned, how the shoulders turned, and how the head turned golf swing. But the X factor, which was the first article, was just isolating on what the shoulders and the, the relationship between the shoulders and the hips in the, in the golf swing, and that the shoulders outturn the hips which is not so not a revelation there, but how much and then the hips start before the shoulders and increase the differential or, or the X factor. You increase the X factor when you start down. Tour players do. Yeah, good players do. People that hit the ball a long ways do that. And there's a lot of people that make an inefficient turn by maybe turning their hips and their shoulders in tandem or more together in the back swing and they don't get that stretch. Um but the X factor was not about not turning your hips. I, I had the corridor between 40 and 65 degrees, which, you know, I wrote that book a long time ago. And now there's been, uh, you know, biomechanics and a lot more study on the, these rotations in the swing and developing power. Of course, power is such a huge topic right now with Bryson DeChambeau and uh, Kepka and, and, and Dustin Johnson, et cetera, and Lexi Thompson. Um, but I think. Um, it was a great study for me. I really dealt, I loved studying the video. Uh, we had biomechanics be, probably before anybody in the 1990s at Terrell. Um, we had used force plates a long time ago, but I, I loved doing that and looking at, uh, how the great players, you know, of all time, H Hogan talked about the hips turning 45 and the shoulders 90, which got my attention, but I found out that, uh, that that was just kind of a basic number. There are a lot of guys. John Daly was the longest back when I did that study, and he was turning his hips 66 degrees and his uh, shoulders 118 degrees when we put him on a machine down at Doral. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, Michael McTague from uh, San Francisco, brought out a uh, an early version of you know biomechanics to measure these rotations and. It's pretty good, and, and that came out very interesting. I think it's held up, you know, really nicely. Jim, I want to talk about your golf schools because you've certified over 400 teachers. Talk about your schools and the way you're able to give back to the game in that way. Well, when I was in New York, we were in the Mets section. It was a, I think, you know, if not the best section, certainly one of one of the best. We had a very big section there and I was able to be the head professional at some really nice places. So when I came down to uh, Miami, uh, I brought, you know, some really talented people with me. We didn't, we started small, just, uh, five teachers at, at, uh, Terrell, but 
you know, it, it blossomed out and I would have been really big on training. So we've had Monday morning meetings since we started and Thursday night meetings and very serious tests on a lot of different books. Um, so I've loved uh, hiring good people and then we do a lot of training and then we, they have, uh, 13 videos they have to do on every part of the golf swing and they have to be able to speak well in front of people and have a deep knowledge in, in, in teaching. So we're really, you know, for a long time, we've been able to kind of have the pick of the, of a lot of top guys who want to come down and really, and really try to be a top teacher. So a lot of our guys are really at the, our guys that have, you know, trained with us are really at some of the greatest places in the United States right now as the director of golf or the director of instruction. And I, I'm really uh, very proud of those guys. That's been, and girls, and girls, uh, that have, have really succeeded in, the, in this, uh, basically the teaching game. And Jim, you've got an app that's just about to be released, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just coming out right now. Uh, we just sent out a mailing today. Uh, well, I'll be starting to, uh, you know, promote that. Well, thanks for mentioning it, but we've got PXG as a sponsor and Squares Golf Shoes that have been really good, uh, as we get started here. And, um, you know, we've got a huge mailing list of people that we've worked with and at my different schools. So I think we've got a good chance. It's only $4.99 a month. So I've got, we tire winter doing a lot of brand new videos. Um, my son played at Oklahoma State, um, playing the team with Ricky Fowler and Kevin Tway and some other great players there, Peter Uline. Um, he's, he's been helping me a lot. Uh, he played for eight years, but he's been working with me now. And, um, Grayson Zachers, my, director of instruction we spent a tremendous amount of time on on brand new content and uh you know i think we've got a, a you know they say content's king so we'll we'll see i think to anybody that gets the this app's gonna be pretty happy with what they see in there and jim squares golf is uh one of our sponsors as well oh good. and uh, i've been singing I the praises of those shoes for a while um, yeah. talk about the impact that, uh, that you've seen from the Squares golf shoes. Yeah, I, uh, it's been, you know, about a month with them and, uh, we've, I've had the shoes on. I really like them a lot. Um, uh, I, I'm, you know, the, the forces in the golf swing, the rotational force, the lateral motion and the vertical forces are key to how you can improve whatever your power potential is. Everybody's different, of course, but it puts the weight in the correct spot in your feet. It has a wider toe. I don't, I'm just preaching to the choir with you. You know all this, but when, instead of squeezing your toes together, just like if you took your hands, your hand and squeezed your fingers together, it creates tension. It doesn't really allow your, your toes to spread out. I really like that part. I like the, every great teacher and great player. I, I had 30 years with Ken Venturi, who was also a, a U.S. Open champion and, you know, phenomenal ball striker. And uh, he was the protege of Byron Nelson and, and uh, Hogan and Jackie Burke. You know, these guys are really great players. Claude Harmon in New York. They all talk about the weight being from the balls of the feet back to the heels, never on the toes. So the, the shoes help you do that. And, uh, you know, I think it's every little thing you can do nowadays to you know, help your power potential. It's just such a huge part of modern golf. Jim, just one more before I let you go, and I, I got to get a story from you. 
because uh, okay. I read that you had an interesting experience in 1977 at Q School at Pinehurst. Do you mind sharing that story? <laughs> That's a long story, but I, long story short, I, I got arrested for speeding, and I was a young guy, you know, with New York plates down there at the time. wasn't a great move. I smarted off to the one police, then they threw me in jail, and then I smarted off to the other guy, and then I was really in trouble because, you know, I. I had a, uh, a radar detector on my car, and the guy just estimated what I was doing. Anyway, beginning of tour school, and so I spent the, most of the night in jail, and I was staying with the director of golf there at Pinehurst. I had everything set up. I was playing really good, but uh, that was a, put a pretty big damper on my first round. I shot 77 the first day and you know, ended up missing that tour school. But, you know, just one of those things, that crazy things you do when you're young. Kind of finished me off right there. <laughs> I could go on and on. There's a lot to the story, but that's the basics. That's the basics right there. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, I got to get a playing lesson from you. Um, more from the mental side of the game. As uh, as I look ahead to my uh, annual uh, uh, buddies trip, we're playing up at Macklemore coming up later this week. Um, mm-hmm. But from a mental side, you know, when you when we hit a bad shot. Or maybe we have a bad hole or a couple of bad holes. When you're talking to, you know, your prospective teachers or the people in your schools or your students, how do you t- tell them to sort of manage their mental side and not let one bad hole or two bad holes turn into a bad round? Yeah, that's, that's such a big part of the game. Um, being able to recenter yourself, to have a short memory, to uh, not magnify mistakes you know when you when you hit a bad shot follow it up with a few more bad shots or bad uh, management decisions and have a really big number it gets very frustrating and then a lot of times because you get sort of disoriented or angry you have you follow that up with a few more bad holes and and it's all over for the day so you know if you can write the ship fast that's great but some days, you know, some days you just don't have it. So I would just ease off the pedal a little bit, swing a little smoother, uh, concentrate on hanging in the center of the club face, try to have big picture ideas, try to go to a nice finish, make sure you check your, your grip pressure. You're not squeezing that golf club after you've had a bad hole or a one bad shot. And, you know, golf doesn't, you know, doesn't look kindly on, on, uh, pressure in the body. And, and tension, and or you know, our big saying at the golf school is tension kills the golf swing, and that's really a true statement. Jim, before I let you go, let our listeners know how can they follow all the great things that you're doing, whether it's on your website or it's on social media. Yeah, just McLean Golf on Instagram or Twitter, but just JimMcLean.com, pretty easy, and uh, it's just the Jim McLean. Uh, golf school app they're interested going to the app store to uh check that app out and see what they think it's free to go on and look at it well jim it certainly has been a privilege having you as part of the show tonight i hope you'll come back and join me sometime so much more to get into with you i'd love to get more playing lessons and talk more about your career but uh you're a legend and you're fantastic oh well thanks thanks so much for having me on uh, best of luck to you i hope to see you down the road Thank you, Jim. Stay safe. All the best to you and your family. Look forward to catching up soon.
That is the great Jim McLean. And folks, what an amazing career, college career, and then as an instructor. I mean, the, the list of legends that Jim has had as students is long and distinguished. And like I say, right at the top of that list, obviously for us, it's Gary Player, Jane Geddes, and, and Hal Sutton. And then the over 400 teachers that he has certified through his schools is absolutely mind-boggling. So kudos to Jim. Uh, huge thrill having him as part of the show, and uh, we will certainly try to get him back on again soon. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee. My thanks go out to Mark Kalkovecchia, Jane Blaylock, and Jim McLean for joining me tonight. Please check out our website, nextonthetee.net, to keep up to date with what our guest schedule looks like. And speaking of which, scheduled to join me next week are our resident director of instruction, Tom Patry. He'll be back just like he is every other week. The tournament director at the Travelers Championship, Nathan Grube, will be making his third annual visit with us. Also back with me will be 1989 Senior PGA Champion Larry Mowry. And joining me as well is going to be my co-host from the Thursday Night Tailgate Show, Bob Lazari. Bob typically joins me a couple of times during the golf season and particularly around the Travelers Championship because he covers that event every year up there in Connecticut. So it'll be great having Bob as part of the show next week as well. So it's going to be a great one. I hope you'll come back and be a part of it with us. Folks, you can stream this show as a podcast on so many great podcasting sites and apps like Podcast.co, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audioboom, Player.fm, and Odyssey. And folks, if there is a podcasting app and you're not sure if we're on it, just type in the name of the show next on the T in the search bar. We're probably on there as well. And folks, if you enjoyed the show, please do me a favor and go online to podcastmagazine.com and vote for the show in their Hot 50 list. You have moved us up from number 44 a couple of months ago to 39 and now up to 31 in June. I can't thank you enough for, for all of your support. I'd like to get the show into the top 25. So if you go on podcastmagazine.com and then you'll see a tab for Hot 50, click on that and then there'll be a drop down list for Hot 50 voting and then type in the name of the show and then my name in the host area. I really appreciate your support so much. Folks, thank you again for choosing to listen to this show tonight. I really appreciate the fact that you continue to make Next on the Tee a part of your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.